I'm Izzy Rock, host of Tells from the Hard Side podcast, and you're listening to the Bad Parenting Podcast. Go rate, review, and subscribe to the show on iTunes and Stitcher. Warning, the following auditory experience may contain themes of an adult nature. The opinions expressed are those of the podcasters and not of their respective employers, parents, and or legal guardians. Content may not be appropriate for children, small animals, work, and your mom. Enjoy the show. Diabetes. Fucking pussy babies need to toughen the fuck up. Of course that was tough. I don't like that. Oh my fucking god, I shit myself. Was I supposed to be so tough? This could be a while. Cafe smash. Bad Perky Podcast, we're all up in your mom. I always swore I'd never beat my children. I'm drinking some milk, bitches. We had gum and cheese. No, no way. Nothing ever gets done in Hollywood. <laughs> oh, awesome. If only you could see the glare. Hey, I'm Justin. No, that doesn't work either. <laughs> oh my god, the smell. I hope you're ready for a clusterfuck of epic proportions. Love your children while keeping your sanity. This is the Bad Parenting Podcast. Ah, yes, welcome to episode 155 of Bad Parenting Podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Jody. And Jody is half dead. No. Mostly dead. My legs just don't work very good. Right. I'm alive. Yes. I'm actually not even... No, you're doing way better than either one of us thought you would be after yeah. doing what you did yesterday. I wasn't up to lifting. We got a play structure for free that we got on Thursday that I'm not up to lifting out of the trailer today. But that, I mean... I was still able to be pretty active today yeah. without being, you know, a stick in the mud. Right. I'm sore, but yeah. I mean, I got some pretty awesome bruises. Yeah, that was I the noticed this one earlier oh, wow. on yeah. my arm, too. Yeah. yeah. So she did one of those like crazy-ass train mud run obstacle course, 5K plus a few extra plus feet. Plus a few extra. <laughs> Somewhere <laughs> in there, it turned into five miles according to my watch. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I firmly believe it was a lot more than right than three point three miles, but there was also the hike in and out, so it's possible that made up the difference. Yeah, yeah. But that still is like almost two miles, and that seems like maybe not real. All I know is, that as a spectator, I was completely fucking lost. I'm sure, and I, I'm glad that you guys didn't get that way during the actual race itself because <laughs> I kept worrying I would get lost because of the way they they snake you through those hills and it. It gets pretty confusing. Well, it got confusing for, like I said, as a spectator, because I, I, you guys came to that first, well, the first obstacle that I could see, um, mm-hmm. which crosses the finish area, but it's not, it, you know, you're only like, what, a quarter of the way into the race at that point. They kind of like tease if you with that. it. If yeah. that. It's like they tease you to show you the finish line and go, nope, you got to keep going around. Um, but looking out over that, because it was on this hilly um, horse farm pasture area, and so I was looking down and like what it, it was like watching ants like running around and doing stuff. And I couldn't tell which hill went where and what was doing what. And like at one point I thought maybe people were going crazy because it looked like the same people were doing that little sandbag portion where you had to throw the sandbag mm-hmm. over your shoulders and walk that mm-hmm. like over and over and over again. Um, and then trying to keep track of your team was harder than I thought it would be because you guys had a bald headed dude mm-hmm. with a, a, a bright, bright red, red shirt. shirt. Yeah. There was a lot, a lot of, of bald headed dudes with bright red shirts. So I'm just like, wait, is that no? 
Let them know because I could always I could make out your the ponytail on the top of your head because of the hair color. Right. Your Superwoman um, logo on your yeah. T-shirt, and that's so why as long as I saw that with a red shirted bald dude, I knew it was the right group. But yeah. they had you guys crossing paths so much in that one field. I couldn't tell. Like uh, at one point, I'm, I swear I, I went up and down that one hill like eight times. It was crazy. It, yeah. And honestly. That was the hardest part for me. So the obstacles, some of them I knew I wouldn't be able to do because I don't have the upper body strength required, like climbing a rope. Like I'm not capable of doing that at this juncture in my fitness level. Yeah. So those I don't feel bad about not being able to complete, even a little bit. But there were some that I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that. Right. That I did. And I felt really, really good about getting it done. And also... Like, short people are already at a disadvantage on these type of courses. Yeah. So, I mean, I felt really good about what I did get done. And the skill I... I mean, there's one where you flip these giant tractor tires. Mm -hmm. And I I was like, done. Like, instantly. Done. You know, like, flip, done, flip, done, done. done. Yeah. Um, So, I felt... And the one with the sandbag over your shoulders, right? I wasn't going to do that one. Right. Because when I had gone across... They call them monkey balls. Yeah. It's like monkey bars, only you're holding onto a ball. On a rope. On a rope. Yeah. And I tried because the only commitment I made to myself was that I would try everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started and I felt that weird muscle in my left upper shoulder where it connects to my neck. I felt that go pull, mm-hmm. you know, like snap. And so when I did that, I was like, oh, that's just going to hurt forever. And so when I got to the put it over your shoulders and run with the rope with the sandbag on. I was like, I'm not, I'm just not going to do this one. And, uh, one of the guys, the guy on our team, mm. he was like, no, just do it. It's really easy. Once you get it on your back, yeah, it just it's not there. heavy. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny running with that thing on my back up the hill was easier than running without it because it keeps my posture up. Right. So it keeps in the right spot. Yeah. So your muscles are all good. <laughs> so, um, I did it anyway, but I, w- I wasn't gonna, that was one. I was just like, I'm going to let it go. But, it actually didn't hurt that mm-hmm. muscle at all to yeah. to have it on. So, um, I mean, it took almost it took almost a full two hours to do the entire yeah yeah yeah. No, I and I was just sitting there. I was like a a a, a kid waiting for Santa Claus at the, at the end of it. Not because I wanted you to get yeah. done because I was sick yeah. of waiting, but I was just super excited that you were actually going through the whole thing. Um, and because also you came out of the cross finish line, not on a stretcher, unlike the other girl who got carted out in an ambulance because she slipped, <laughs> she fell off that, uh, the, that very first wall, oh, the, the wall, that, the rope yeah. wall. Yeah. So it's, it's, um, a huge wall. About with, 12, 15 feet in the air. Yeah. Uh, easily 15. Yeah. Um, and then it's got a rope dangling from the top and, but it's a ver- completely vertical wall. And with a then, couple four or two by fours, yeah. right? With a couple two by fours, uh, so that you've only got the one inch width, one and a half inch width mm-hmm. to stand on or to kind of perch on while you're going up, which is really just used for traction, right? But the ropes themselves, because of all the mud, were slimy mm-hmm. and they didn't have enough knots in them for mm-hmm. short people like me. And I tried, but I got about two steps up, right. And I realized that if I got to, and I was having a hard time, if I got to three and I fell or couldn't go up, I couldn't get down without injuring myself. And there was like, I was only, I was only like a third of the way up and I'm like, I'm going to go ahead and get back down. So I don't know if you know, but I went about a third of the way up and then I'm like, you know what? It's not worth, you know, breaking my leg on the first quarter of the track. Right. 
so I, I can't climb back down. Um, that's one, that's one of the obstacles I didn't do. Also, when I was watching the videos of that, right. I swear it was at more of an angle, like, like that it would make it a little bit easier to mm. go up. And not completely it, vertical. I, I swear it was less than or more than the vertical. What does that mean? Less than the angle was, was, was steeper. Toward? Well, if you were looking at the, if you're looking at the ground and you're looking at the wall is perfect 90. Yeah. When, when weight was put on it from the rope side, it, it would actually, it would go backwards. <laughs> yeah. So you'd actually be, you'd be going, you'd be going, um, almost like when you're climbing a rock and you have to go right. out a little bit before you can go up again. So yeah. you're kind of like hanging upside down. It was, that's what it was doing. It was really intimidating. <laughs> yeah. And I think in the girl's case, I didn't see, I didn't actually see the injury happen. I just heard about it and I, and whatnot, but I think she just tried to run up the wall too quickly right. and, and with a slip rope and whatnot, right. lost it. And then she came down just right and snapped her ankle. But the real bugger about the whole thing was the medic was there instantly. Yeah. Like he was there on a heartbeat, had her going, was good to go, iced it, elevated the whole nine. But it took almost 35 to 40 minutes for the ambulance to get down to that area. Oh to get her in and get her out there. So she laid in the ground while all these people, I'm sure the poor girl was embarrassed. Oh yeah. As all these people running past her and they had the one wall shut down because they didn't want to move her. Right. Um, and so they had, you know, and then it was creating a traffic jam right there on the second wall because that's the only wall that was open. So then you had this group of people that are all like, you know, rubbernecking and looking like, I think she broke her ankle. I'm like, well, dude, of course <laughs> it's iced. It's elevated. The foot's like not matching the, the angle of the foot. It's not matching the angle of the leg. Yeah. Something's wrong. There was a guy <laughs> at the mud pit that had, I think landed funny oh, and yeah? was just chilling there. And we were all like, oh man, you, yeah, you, you're busted. Well, that was the thing that was like, I, I I knew they had medics throughout. I just didn't realize it was going to take that long to transport somebody off the field. Because rather than make the ambulance come all the way down to where they were at, it would have made more sense. They had like all these little half-ton pickup trucks running around. Right. It would have made more sense for one of them the to load them up in the truck and have them meet the ambulance somewhere at the I top. Um, Unless but, it was a head injury where you're worried about moving right, them, right. I, I totally would have just yeah. loaded Which her Which the in. medic could have called that one way or the right. other. So, um, But yeah, and then... Uh, yeah, it was it was just it was good people watching from my point of view okay. because it was there were so many different types of people. Like there was it wasn't just athletic people and it wasn't yeah. just fat people trying to prove something. <laughs> um it was all types, all you know, everything, and they were just getting after it. And some of the funniest ones were um the the very obviously uh there's a very uh, one of them was a very obviously gay couple, mm -hmm. and they were there, and and it reminded me of the couple from um, uh, Modern Family. Yeah, like they were, one was like super, like you know, you could just like it was super supportive and this and that. But they there was a song that came on. I don't remember the name of the song. And they started like doing this little weird dance as they were going across the one part of the field, and I was I was I was awesome. I was kind of cracking up and <laughs> chuckling at it. But some people were like getting like genuinely like ooked out the fact that these two guys were like you know being like flamboyant on the course. I'm like, oh god, get over yourselves. <laughs> 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 yeah. We're not that far south yet. Come exactly. on, knock it off. I mean, yes, we were in Sherwood, Oregon, but still, and and that was the other thing too. It was like we were in Sherwood Forest. It was that's always cracks me up whenever I'm out there. Yeah. So, but no, I was I was very proud of you. You you committed to it. You did it. You made it. You survived. Yeah. Um. And then our friend, when I posted that I was there for moral support, I loved our friend's comment. She's like, I read that as not you're there for moral support, but I'm here because Jody is crazy and ambulance rides are expensive. <laughs> yes. I'm like, well, there's there's some of that too. <laughs> um. And I, I want to apologize for missing an episode last week. Yeah. That was Memorial Day weekend, and we did not plan well for it. 
No. Yeah, we went camping. Yeah. And then that ate up the night that we would have uh, normally normally done the recording. Um, and we were in our private campsite. And <laughs> I still can't believe your brother was flicking us crap for that, but I still can't believe you're using the term private campsite. I, Why don't you just say you camping? I, I just, no, I'm I'm doing it in, in the realm of this just to kind of. I know, but. Even out when you're out, and, like it's almost like I'm embarrassed by it, but I'm also really proud of it. <laughs> There's a little bit of both. I mean, okay. yeah. No, I I just like it because it's hard to explain. Um, what I've come to find out is that it's easier to say private campground, get the quiz look, and then explain it to them versus like, yeah, all my camping shit's just at a campsite somewhere. I go down there and want to camp when I want to, and I don't have to tear down camp because then they're like, but why do you have to say any of that? Well, you just be like, I went camping. Well, no, I, when, yeah, but I'm talking about when I'm actually explaining like, like the simplicity of it to certain people and whatnot, and what's mm-hmm. going on. That's when I normally bust out the private campground or the, you know, so on and so forth. So okay, yeah, but yeah, so we were camping last week and got it mostly set up, and that was cool. Mm-hmm. We have some final, final, final. No, okay, it's gonna. We be have a lot nice. more than final details. We have right. like every no. detail other than putting up the tents. <laughs> right, we have to. I have to redig the fire pit, and then we got to clear some brush out and whatnot, and get some other stuff done. But it was um, it, it hadn't been used in a while, and it needs to be re, you know, kind of re massaged back into a campsite, and all that fun stuff. So, and then uh, th- it was a busy week last week in general, mm-hmm. and then this weekend I'm I'll, I'm not gonna say anything else other than we saw Wonder Woman, and if you haven't seen it yet, you should go see it. Mm-hmm. It was pretty awesome. So, but it. because it's been so long since we recorded, and somehow I missed this the last time I recorded, we have a voicemail from Dan of Rock Salt Metalworks, mm-hmm. and he has a question for the show right. that I'm hoping, I'm really hoping, wasn't like a a question that was needed some sort of a time frame to have it answered in. Because if so, I think we may have missed the bus on that one. Um, but we're gonna go ahead and play that here and, and see where this takes us. This is Dan, Rock Salt here, and I wanted to get your take on something that has been progressively irritating me and is now just starting to piss me right the hell off. <laughs> so, uh, usually in the morning, I will Oop. drop my kids off at the bus stop right around the corner. You know, it's just a little drive. It'll only take them a couple minutes. Or whenever we drive to the grocery store or, you know, Wherever we are going, we'll drive. Usually my oldest son is in the front seat, younger one in the back. We get to our destination. I stop. I put the car in park. And I say, okay, everybody get out. (laughs) And nothing. (laughs) Nothing happens. My oldest son stares off in the distance like he's looking at a, a rolling head. Or, I don't know, some kind of, whatever the fuck it is, has captured his attention so much that it's like he doesn't even hear me. And at first, I used to just say, dude, hey, come on, man, let's wake up. Recently, it's become, get the fuck out before I slap you. What the hell is the matter with you? It's driving me crazy. Not even unbuckling a seatbelt, you know, no rustling around, not even an acknowledgement to get out of the damn car. We're here. Again, maybe I'm blowing this out of proportion, but God, months this shit's been happening. (laughs) What? What? Anyway, I just wanted your two cents on that. Love the show, you guys. Have a great day. 
<laughs> okay. So it's funny. I mean, because <laughs> you, you. I have multiple aspects of this this well, I, this dilemma. Because first and foremost, <laughs> I have the two little ones who you uh, barely have it in park, and they're already opening up the doors and running out into traffic. Right. So I want to hold that one for just a second. And it flipped I didn't. It. It's funny. I didn't know about this voicemail. No, I bitched about. I didn't. I hadn't listened to it either. So like, <laughs> I, I wanted it to be a surprise for the show. Yeah. And then it just ha- so happens that you like literally. <laughs> I, I searched this week. You messaged me or called me or something. I and, posted like, on Facebook. Yeah, that's what it was. You posted on Facebook about how long it takes. Ezra to- is like a ninety-year-old man with a walker when it comes to getting in and out of a vehicle. He so in the morning, he has his backpack, his coat his water bottle, his lunchbox, his basketball. That's it. Is that it? That's it. Are you sure? Yep. I feel like there's another thing. It seems like there should be like a bus lo- busloads <laughs> okay. worth of stuff. So he has not. that. Five things. Right. He goes to my car. He puts all five things on the seat or on the floor or some combination thereof. <laughs> then he perches his ass on the edge and then he puts all the things on his lap and then like does this like half walk butt walk thing into <laughs> the car. <laughs> It takes five minutes. <laughs> I think the five minute thing is a little bit of an exaggeration. But I'm sure it is. It takes But it a takes while. five minutes in my brain. <laughs> it takes me five minutes to get over how long it actually took. So he gets in. Then he realizes, oh, I forgot such and such. <laughs> so then he like, got to unload. Then he does the same thing in reverse. <laughs> and then he goes back and he does it again. And then we get to the school. And I'm like, okay, time to get out and go into the school. And again, he he like half dumps all the stuff from his lap onto the floor and stuff and then stands at the door putting it on or grabbing it. Mm-hmm. It's like, first off, I'm appalled at the amount of shit that it, he's carrying back and forth. Well, I'm not because it's a normal amount of crap if he would just use his backpack. But to he carry won't use his backpack. But I think his backpack's too full of all the other crap he carries around too, though. Because he carries too much crap. Like... It's a it's an amount of crap problem more than anything. It is also a possessive. I don't like other kids touching my ball thing. The reason he's taking his basketball is not because there aren't basketballs to be had, but because then he can't hoard it. Mm-hmm. Like it's like it's not his basketball, right? And it's like, well, why don't you just use the ones at school? I know they just bought new ones. Yeah, but mine's better. And it's mine. Yeah, yeah. And nobody else can touch it. You know, it's like, okay, fine. Whatever. I'm fine. Whatever. Yep. Whatever. So, yeah. Anyway, it takes him a really long time to get out of a car. He also he does the, like, you pull up in the school parking lot and you're like, okay, time to go. And he just sits there. Like, there's like there's no get up and go. Like, there's just no, I, I'm good to get out of the car kind of oomph behind him at all at this point. <laughs> I mean, some of that's got to do with, probably got to do with the summer lead up thing like he just doesn't want to go to school anymore well i'm just i'm i'm over here chuckling because i have the exact opposite experience oh um i don't know when you let them out of the car but i always wait till we're either the first or second car in line before i let them out because too many of the asshats that go to the school as far as the parents are concerned mm-hmm. um will turn this what's supposed to be a single file drop off line into I'm so important that I have to pull out now and I can't wait for possibly another minute or two to wait for the line to clear out back to the road and they dive out early and it's been way too often that they almost clip kids when they're doing that. Yeah. 
So rather than um, have one of my kids possibly get tagged by a, a soccer mom that's still in her pajamas but's not paying attention because she needs to get her coffee fixed now and can't wait, I uh, I get to the first two cars first, then right. I let them out. But as soon as I get up there, I'm like I, I I'm like it's almost like. What I started doing when they were first, when they were being slow, is I started doing like yelling at them like a um, a, uh, a paratrooper commander would, like jump, jump, go now, now, now. And I'm like, and, and they're like, fuck, and they're all like grabbing their stuff <laughs> going on, and they bail out of the car. At one point, Temperance was like, so like, like what the hell? And she just jumped out and left the door open. And I'm like, Tempe, the door. And she's like, ah, and she comes back and shuts it. But now they just get up, they go, they say I love me, they hop out, they walk right around. There's no time wasted whatsoever. But T- also, Tempe's I think different. T- I, but I think part of it is though too is that when he does he he does this like barrel roll and he just has all his stuff with him but i'm in an expedition so i'm yeah. up higher yeah so he can kind of just like blob himself Tuck out of the car yeah. yeah whereas with yours he actually has to find a way to stand up out of it yeah um i'm not saying it's not more difficult right but it I'm, shouldn't be as as long it shouldn't as it take yeah. as long as it does and he does like the creak and groan of a 90 year old mm-hmm. oh, oh, yeah. oh. You know, like it's like, are you taking a shit? Like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I don't. Well, I just, I, I have to say, Dan, it's great to know we have some solidarity with somebody <laughs> out there because this is a problem. Yes, it is annoying as fuck. Um, but like Jody said when she first got started on this, is that we have the exact opposite problem with the younger two. Yeah, with the younger two, you bail. you would think we're doing like a, a touch and go operation in the military where the the landing gear is only on the ground for a second, so they got to jump out and run now, which. Um, there's there's been a couple of occasions where they've dinged a door and and I've had to leave a note or whatnot and <laughs> if you know and this and that but for me it's one of those things that like you said they'll they'll start jumping out and diving before they even look to see if traffic's coming oh, or anything yeah. else and then also in what they don't remember is like they ride more in your car than they do with me mm-hmm. so when they can wing your door open yeah. based off the distance of another car it's mm-hmm. completely different than my vehicle which also happens to be a work vehicle so i just instituted a absolutely no movement rule until daddy says it's okay because there was too many times like there was one time where trent beamed me in the head of the fucking door i got out went to walk past it he just whoonk, throws it <laughs> open and i get wham just a fucking face full of expedition door i'm like wow and they say sorry i'm like well what the hell is it open for anyways i was doing getting out i'm like not time to do that yet i also have the i am five and therefore take 20 minutes to buckle my seat right because i cannot also talk at the same time well and that's where i also instituted my no talking policy when they're buckling up in my car so um i've become very annoying about it with them too so they start talking are you buckled yet and if they keep talking, are you buckled yet? And I'll just go, are you buckled yet? Are you buckled yet? Are you buckled yet? Are you buckled yet? And he's like, no. I'm like, why are you talking? Why, I want to talk while you do this. I'm like, if you could talk and do it at the same time, I wouldn't have a fucking problem with it. It'd be but done by now. <laughs> you can't. And that's why you're not done. So don't talk yet. Um, and then there was, the, the, for a very brief period of time, he there was like, he'd tell me he was buckled, but I came to find out later that he wasn't fully buckled yet. And... It, I finally figured it out. I was backing out of our driveway and I pulled onto our street. And then as I get to the stop sign at the end of our street, I hear this little, ever so slightly, like he had let it go just a little too fast. I went, click. I'm like, what was that? Nothing. Nothing at all. I was just looking at something. And that's the funniest thing. He always says, I was just looking. Like, you know, I'm just looking. I'm like, what were you looking at, Trent? Uh, my seatbelt. And Temperance is like, no, you weren't looking at it. You weren't buckled yet when you told... And she just lets it fly. Like, you told Daddy you were buckled, but you weren't. Da, 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 da. And so we had to go through this whole thing of, like, you know, you can't let us move until the car... Like, if we ask you 
if you're buckled, it's so that we know it's safe to move the vehicle and that you're secured safely. Haven't had that so much after, since the car accident. Yeah. That kind of, I think, it woke him up a little bit to it. Um, but, yeah, so it's most definitely the most frustrating thing in the world. But then the problem you'll have, Dan, is that if you get them to go the other direction with it where they get out and they move, they won't be conscious about checking their surroundings before they whiz that door open. And the first time they crack that into another car, you're just like, fuck. <laughs> and so... There is no in-between. It's either they don't get out and they just sit there off in la-la land or they're trying to fly out so fast that they're damaging and there's collateral damage in the process and it's just there's no there's no chill either way. Like there's just no middle ground and it's really frustrating. Trent has gotten a lot better for me. He, um, like when we go to Strange Birds Coffee right. in the morning, like I pull, I pull up, he goes, I'm going to get out on the sidewalk side because I yep. know there might be cars coming. Yep. And, you know, he, he's gotten way better about such things. Um, Tempe is still so, I mean, not diagnosed or anything, but I mean, let's face it, ADD, that she can't focus on anything other than the goal and the goal is to get in. So she's just, well, that, or uh, what I, what I have noticed with her is that she's so concerned about the fourth step in front of her, Mm -hmm. like step one is, you know, this step two is that step three, but step four is all she can focus on. And so she doesn't pay attention to steps one through three and whether or not she's doing them correctly or she's messing them up or she's possibly causing bodily harm in the process. Um, and so like a lot of times we explain to her what you want her to do. And she knows that at the end of this task, she'll get to have like a treat or something like that. So she'll start talking about what treat, like I want a Tootsie roll or I want like what she wants. I'm like, okay, but what do you have to do to get that? Uh, well, you have to tell me. I'm like, I just did tell you, but you were so concerned about the fact that you were going to get something that you didn't even pay attention to the fact that you, what of what you have to do in order to get said thing. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, it's that's been frustrating too, just having that whole thing. But on the flip side of that, though, the the camping trip did something that I did not expect it to do, and it was actually pretty pretty awesome. Um, when we woke up the, the morning. The next morning after this, we only stayed there that one night. Yeah. So we went to bed. Uh, Trent woke up at like two o'clock in the morning, and that was something we hadn't quite planned out properly because we have the kids' tent, and we have our tent. And then we heard Trent waking up and he was crying, which was then starting to wake up the neighbors up because everybody thought one of their kids was crying. So I heard commotion in all the campsites around us. And I realized, fuck, it's my kid. So then I'm like, oh, crap. I had to jump up and toss on some clothes real quick and try to find my shoes in the dark. And then, of course, that got Rocket all agitated. So he's barking. Which is the other dogs in the campsite barking. I'm like, oh, fuck. Um, and I finally get across to him, get him over there and bring him back to us. And so now we're talking about probably keeping him in a tent with us for the next you know little while until he gets comfortable with it. So if he does wake up, he stays with us. Um, but we got up the next morning, and uh, I was out there. I gave the kids breakfast. You were still kind of sleeping in a little bit. Um, and I we sat down, and I start, started building the fire so we could be kind of warm and whatnot. And I want to say it was a solid at least 45 minutes to an hour before you got up that we were doing this. And it mm-hmm. went on for at least another 45 minutes to an hour and a half after you got up. Mm-hmm where we were just sitting on the campfire and they had these really long sticks and they'd stick the stick in the fire and they'd catch the tip of it on fire and they'd giggle and laugh and go, ooh, fire, and they'd stick it in the dirt to put it out and they'd just repeat this over and over <laughs> and over again. And it was peaceful. Like they, were, they weren't fighting. They weren't arguing. They were actually, like at one point, Trent's like, Tempe, I want to use your stick for a while. Would you like to use my stick? She's like, sure. And like they were trading sticks like because one was going to be better at burning than the other one. I'm like, okay, this is kind of weird, but I was kind of watching it. And they were just doing this whole thing happening. And then all of a sudden, Tempe looks at me and she's like, so 
I think you and mom are right. I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Say it again. Say those (laughs) words again. (laughs) We're what? (laughs) We're what now? She's like, I think you and mom have been right. I'm like, what's what were we right about? She's like, we we do obsess over video games. And I'm like, go on. (laughs) Like, (laughs) where 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 is this going? And she's like. You know, because when we come home from school, we want to play video games. When we do this, we want to play video games. I mean, we'll do video games instead of doing what we're supposed to do. I'm like, yep, that's pretty much all the things we told you. She's like, and we just, we love to play video games. I'm like, yep. And she's like, and we don't have them out here. I'm like, no, we don't. There was nothing out We didn't bring any electronics except for our cell phones. And those we just kept, and kept locked away, except for when we were taking pictures and whatnot. Um and she's like, yeah, she's like, so it's, it's been really nice. Like, I just realized that I obsess over video games and there are other things I could be doing with my time. I'm like, who are you? And what have you done with my child? And why are you speaking like a, you know, a 21 year old person and not a seven year old, but I'm like, okay. And she's like, and it's just really nice that you forced us to be out here in nature and enjoy all of this. And she just kind of looks around like the, all the trees and whatnot. Like, and she has her arms up like, behold, behold the beauty that surrounds me. Right. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, and, and so it's just really nice to be out here in na- with nature. And I love camping. Camping is fun. And I don't need video games when I camp. And this and that and the other thing. I'm like, huh. And then I'm just kind of sitting there. By that time you come rolling out of the tent, I'm just like, this was strange, but we just had a philosophical conversation about video games. And you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, but she she genuinely dug the camping trip, had a great time, um, and was just, I, I've never seen her just chill like that for like a couple hours straight. And all she was doing was just kind of, you know, every once in a while she'd get up and walk around to burn off some energy, but otherwise she'd stick the stick in the fire and then she'd put it out. The only time I had a corrector is we have this one spot <clears throat> where she didn't realize that it was where I was piling all the dry brush mm-hmm. and she was using that to put it out. And it was starting to smolder. I'm like, temperance. No, that's not the right spot. Don't start the fire there. Cause that would be bad. Okay. So I had, I moved through, uh, I made a little dirt pile that she could just stick the stick in, you know, put it out. But it was really, it was a very refreshing trip. So it was Trent's first camping trip mm-hmm. and he dug it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was her, you know, first since she's been little itty bitty and mm-hmm. she was totally cool with it. And, I'm looking forward to going back down there and now they're kind of more comfortable with the campground itself and the layout and how it's all set up. Uh, they'll be able to go out and find, you know, make new friends with some of the other kids and families that are there. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be a good time. This and summer. we figured out that um, Rocket is a city dog. Oh my God, is he a city so dog? So, we, and we've gotten an offer from your mom to to babysit the rocket while we go right. so that we won't have to deal with rocket being an asshole the entire no it wasn't time. even an asshole he was just sh- he, he was a constant shiver the entire time we were out there and it wasn't because he was cold it was because he was just nervous he was nervous about everything this the wind at one more one time point in time he was sitting there and like the wind blew and his fur ruffled a little bit and he's <laughs> barking and running around trying to figure out what it was and then the whole sleeping in a tent on a you know sleeping bag and whatnot that was not at all his Mm-mm. preference he's a very he's a very he's spoiled pampered. dog he's yeah a pampered poochie yeah so I'm still I'm still debating whether or not we take Rose with us or not because she didn't seem to dislike it but she wasn't super fan either you know but what I have noticed with her is that much like the car rides we do now when I first started taking her on the car trips she did not like him at all. I mean, she didn't like, once again, she, there was, there was more or less just a kind of like a, a meh, like she, she had a real hard time. 
she was real paranoid about getting into the car. Yeah. But once she was in the car, she just kind of said, they're like, oh, this is, I don't know. But now if I go out there and I say, do you want to go for a car ride? She gets all like perky and then she goes running there. And then, and then she, if I get out there and I don't have the door open for her, she laps the car trying to figure out which door it is she's supposed to get into. And then after about one or two laps, she looks at me like, dumbass, like I'm fucking waiting here. Like you open the door and then I open the door and she hops in and jumps up in the seat and lays down and then she's perfectly content the rest of the ride. So I'm thinking she might actually get to the point where she would be okay with the camping trips. Um, but Rocket, there's no way that I don't think he'll ever be okay with I'm just, that. I'm just sure I could enjoy myself a little bit more right. if we didn't Right. No, I'm saying, house. yeah, most definitely, like, there might be, you know, might not be every trip that we leave her behind on, but um, it is easier to not have to worry about the dogs and the kids and everything else. Um, especially since you know we have to keep them on a leash, so they don't wander because they'll just go off and, and take a walk. I just about. feel like they spent a lot of time locked in the tent, right? And that's just no no fun for them right. anyway. But overall, successful. Yes, and it was fun. Like it was a good time. It was it was a decent good time, and everybody there is just super chill, and they're all you know nice and whatnot, and um. Tell you what, that eleven o'clock sound uh, or, or um, noise curfew was like it was like somebody flipped a light switch. All of a sudden, all I heard all this commotion outside and people shutting the doors of their campers and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of went quiet. It was mm-hmm. like wow. And um, so yeah, it was it was a good time in general. I was just it was super super chill, super stoked, and pretty awesome. So rocket if you were gonna lick your asshole go somewhere else to do it i don't care don't lick your bung when you're leaning against me dude it's gross <laughs> no it was gross with him coming up for air just then and licking his lips like uh, 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 well, chocolate I, and i'm fudge. Really not sure what he was licking to be honest but it doesn't really matter right I well, he's probably me. still recovering from the fact that i gave him a bath after whatever know, it was he got oil into. on him and now he's greasy and gross it looks like a friggin'. Oh, he smells pretty though. No, it I gave... doesn't. I don't even like the smell of that. <laughs> you hear her talking bad against you? Yeah, I gave nope, him. Nope, don't a... come slinging back. <laughs> I gave him just a wee little bit of my beard oil to help him smell better. Come here, buddy. You here, here. Come on. There you go. Ah. So, yes, animals are fun. Hey, Bobo. You can. Yeah, Uh-oh. I know. Uh oh. Uh oh. Oh no, you just stay there, one. <laughs> Rose, you can come snuggle me. There you go. But yeah, so yes, Dan, I know we've kind of... Sorry, we veered we, off topic, we, yeah, but we've, thank you. ADD, thank you for the voicemail. And yes, we feel your pain. And yes, it does happen. And um, use your Marine training. To go back to your uh, your drill sergeant days. And if you just start barking at them, like they got to jump out of the car before it explodes, eventually it just becomes an ingrained response. And the minute you stop the car, they're bailing for fucking their lives, right? And it'll, it'll work out. But you might end up with more Dean doors. So just kind of keep that in mind um so what but what i've had actually happen though is, is we'll I'll hop out of the car shut the door and i'll start walking thinking that i've, I, I've got the younger two with me and i think as is right behind me i hit the button hit the to lock the door and it does a double beep to let me know that it's not locking because the door is not shut yet and i look and but as they're still trying to like detach himself from i don't know it's like one of those like, cartoons at some point where you're like you look at him like is he tangled in the seatbelt? what the hell did he do how did he do that like what's going on i don't i don't get this <laughs> so but yes thank you for the voicemail we much appreciate it and did you see his um photo of those little i don't know what you would call them but he posted like a day or two ago they looked kind of similar to what you guys no it wasn't the what he sent us over there 
similar to those or that like that yeah but it was a newer it was a different it's not newer i, I i'm speaking like i know what i'm talking about here oh, i don't i see, them. see it they're really cool like it was more copper or something that he played with and did some cool patterns and shit mm-hmm. with like every time he posts something i'm just like wow you did that with metal they did something else like whoa you did that with metal too and i'm like i suck because i can't do pretty artsy things with metal <laughs> <laughs> So, I've never been the uh, the artistic type. Like I try, the, our our podcast logo is about the extent of my creative streak, and even that was a stretch. And I'm kind of wanting to maybe change it and have somebody else make it better. So we'll see. But uh, yes, once again, thank you for the uh, the voicemail. We appreciate it. And then I did send you the uh, article about the uh, the Snow White thing, right? That just yeah. seemed kind of weird. Did you read it too? It was along with the video? I or? did read it. And I wanted, before I even introduce it or anything, I just kind of wanted you to kind of run with it and get your take on it and see what you thought. And because and, it seemed, well, actually, I'm already trying to, no, I'm not going to say my piece yet. So go ahead <laughs> and go. Um, I guess it's an animated movie. That's a take on the Snow White fable where the seven dwarves are actually princesses who've been transformed into dwarves, which really doesn't make sense with the preview. No, I don't think they're a prince. I think I think they're princes, not princesses. Princes. Yeah. That which would make made sense. more sense. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was a total role role reversal. Right. There were princes that were transformed into dwarves. Right. And to and- to get transformed back into princes. Right. Or their normal selves, they had to get these red shoes, which are being worn by. We, I guess, we'll find out Snow White, because if she wears the shoes, she transforms from a short, somewhat uh, curvaceous, plump woman into a vivacious, tall woman. And right. oh, and obviously, therefore, more attractive. Right. Obviously, if you are tall and skinny, you are much more attractive than if you are short and fat. Obviously. Just wanted to clear that up. Just in case you didn't know that <laughs> from every other bombarded message that everybody gets in the entire world. Just wanted to make it clear, like crystal clear, you are much more attractive if you are tall and skinny than if you are short and fat. Just making sure you know. Just wanted everybody to be clear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I just... Well, that was the thing I, I don't from... know how that movie gets made in this... Right. Without somebody saying, ooh, yeah, maybe we should... Which... Um, yeah. Like, and maybe the movie is all about how she just needs to find acceptance of herself. That's That was what I was wondering, is maybe the people... Because that preview... It could be taken either way. Right. The preview, yes. The billboard <coughs> that has everybody up in arms, no. May I must Because the billboard is just a picture of the two versions of herself. Uh-huh. And one of them said... Hold on, I'll get there. Okay. Um, one of them... I must have missed that part because I... Yeah, I don't I don't recall the billboard part portion of it. Then again, I missed the video the first read through too, so that's possible that I just okay, So the didn't. billboard has a picture of her when she's tall and skinny, and then a picture of her when she's short and fat holding the shoes. What if Snow White was no longer beautiful and the seven dwarves not so short? Mm. So it is making the direct comparison that she is not beautiful when she is short and fat. Got it. And 
like I said, the preview leaves it open for interpretation. Right. Although I will say that the grotesque, disgusted look on the dwarves face when they see that she is not skinny and, and you know, therefore attractive. Right. Kind of speaks that they're not getting, there's a mixed message here. Even if they're trying to make it to where she's, you know, grows into self-acceptance or whatever. Right. Because let's be honest, the only movie that's done that right is Shrek. Yeah. Well, somebody tried bringing up Shallow Hal, and that one kind of got it right. No, it didn't. Well, I'm saying from the respect of where... <coughs> the thoughts were right. The, the application th- was wrong. Right. The thoughts of the guy needed to look past, you know... If he was able societal to look standards. past... The, yeah. the the way people looked and saw them for who they are on the inside, it would make a difference who he fell in love with, which is probably true. Right. But it failed in the application. It ended up just doing a lot of fat jokes. Yeah. Like a lot. Right. So, and it was, just, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm at the point right now where I'm not going to, I don't want to cast judgment on the film itself until I've actually seen it because it might be because i let's be honest marketing fucks it up a lot of the times i agree and, and I, ho- so, I hope this is just the marketing department fucking it up but even so it's but feels- but if it's not then talk like but even that preview did you watch the whole thing all the way i did so yeah. even that preview when she takes a shoe off and puts her foot down they make a like a kathunk noise like yeah. her foot causes the house to shake because right. she's so fat like, and it's like, she's not even, she's like, what, a size 12? <laughs> like a cartoon version of a size right. 12? So there is, st- like, even if the marketing department got the message wrong, there's still a lot of problem with the actual movie, it would seem, from the- from this point. Right. I'm willing to hold off final judgment till I've seen it, but I'm I'm probably not going to take Tempe to see it. Oh, no, no, no. Because I- I'm... C- it- but because right. I would be concerned what message it sends. Because I mean, we watched Wonder Woman today and it sends a great message oh, yeah. about how powerful women are in general. And I don't I don't want to cloud that with, oh, but if you're fat, you're not beautiful. Right. And that's you know yeah, it was really weird that we like well, we also don't know the rating yet. Right. Um, but like it would, it would seemingly be a kid's movie. We may actually have to go and, and watch it before we let the kids watch it because it might be fucking horrible and mm-hmm. um, fat shaming. Yeah, there which, is a, there is a chance that this is an adult cartoon too, right? Like not adult, adult, but um, like a maybe like I a sausage know. party esque right movie. Which is and that's kind of so that's where I'm trying to figure out like the article was very unclear as to had they seen this whole thing or was this a knee jerk reaction? The article I read was only based on the preview. Well, somebody made, um, well, somebody said something about the Cannes film festival. Right. But I wasn't sure if that was from, I think it's just because that's where the billboard is, is in Cannes. Right. I wasn't sure. That's what, that's the part was unclear to me. Was it, he was making that reference because the billboard and the preview alone were there or was he making that reference because they saw the film there. And so, um, it's going to be interesting to see where this goes, and and to see what's um, what uh, what avenue it takes. But it is going to be really interesting to see, like, if that's what it's doing. How did that get past you know marketing? How did that get past any type of green light? Like, um, 
I don't know. It's just, and you're talking to somebody who I, I will watch some severely offensive shit that like South Park does because the way they do it when it's all said and done and it's packaged and you get to the end, you realize that they were skewering a, a, a topic or they're, you know, proving a point or whatnot, or even like in sausage party, there's a lot of people that did not like sausage party. And I totally understand as to why, but I fucking enjoyed the hell out of it strictly from what it did to explain the, the 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 very craziness of religion in general and mm-hmm. the whole th- all the crazy and, and the stuff that surrounds it and how um you know all the and, and spoiler alert if anybody hasn't seen it by now too fucking bad but uh just for me it was it was interesting to see how they used this completely ludicrous um way of food and and crude ass humor and fart jokes and and sex jokes and whatnot to explain how stupid it is that all across the world we are killing each other in the name of religion and every religion pretty much preaches the same thing but under a different you know color more or less like Mm -hmm. you've got the you know you've got the 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 islamic version of god you've got the christian version of god you've got this and that and and everybody's killing and saying there there's just the one true religion when in reality you know They've already pulled the ad campaign. Okay. Um, and the statement from the producers explained that they regret the decision they made in regards to producing the ad. So already it looks like this might have been a marketing campaign issue. Failure. Because ah. um, for me, see, that that opens up a couple of things. It could have looked like, to, to me, that, that um, when her foot came down, it was heavier. Mm-hmm. And, and they kind of had, the, the, the dwarves kind of had like a shocked look yeah. on their face. It could have been like, wait, what happened? Like we've, Yeah, but I... D- the, 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 the thud of it was a little much. The but thud and the, the... One of them, for sure, looked very more disgusted than right than which but but once again it could be that 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 yeah and maybe that they paint that in a bad light i i I don't know yeah so that's that's where i'm trying to this is where i both love and hate the internet like the internet is great to get some information right away but it's also horrible because you get information right away and it's not always fucking accurate um and so uh, trying to, to, you know, deduce which way this particular movie is going to go and how it's going to pan out. So it'll be interesting to see the if a hopefully the actual film makes it. Mm-hmm. Just because I'm also of the opinion though that even if you don't like it or you think it's shitty or whatever, there is artistic expression. There is the fr- uh. take Kathy Griffin's thing for example. Right. And I'm, I don't want to go into a political delve about this. She, I'm surprised you're bringing it up. Well, I'm just saying she did something that a lot of people found abhorrently offensive Mm -hmm. for a lot of reasons right even i being the the very blatant non-trump supporter that i am like i i have absolutely zero love for that guy thought that that was not a smart move on her part but i still think that she has the right as a comic and artist whatever to do that because she didn't actually directly threaten it was and you know and 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 it, the arts have always been known to push the boundaries of what's socially correct and whatnot and acceptable. Right. Um, so I didn't agree with what she did or or the message that she was trying to send per se. But I also don't agree with the fact that she's now getting you know nailed to the wall and and used as a a uh, cruci- or you know she's getting crucified for this particular action. Like she made a lapse in judgment, knowing the current political climate. 
and or she made a huge grasp and desperate grasp to get her name back in the limelight because you don't hear much about her anymore either way. Um, but I don't think that, uh, the, 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 the death threats and the, the, just the sheer vitriol and hatred that's being spewed in her direction is an appropriate response either. Like you can totally like, dude, not cool, like way not cool, but not, I'm going to fucking kill you and string you up and this and that, da, 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 right. And so <clears throat> that's where, like, in this case, where they're, they're, you know, and specifically it was, uh, what, Tess Holiday or whatever her name is, yeah. the, uh, the, oh, the plus size model that, um, is like, t- t- you know, basically a lamb blasting her on Twitter. Uh, who is it? Chloe Clarice Moretz, whatever, who is producing. I don't know how, what her she's, connection she's is. She's a voice in it. Ah, she's a voice actor. Okay. Um, Gina Gershon is also. Right. It surprises me that those people would be involved and connected to it if it wasn't if it wasn't right okay. But that honestly, every actor makes mistakes. Oh, I agree. You, before you get tied to a project, you don't you don't have ultimate control over it. And it looks like it's a Korean made animation, right? So it's possible this is just something that has been re you know refigured to right. to fit a, a English audience so i i don't know i and that's i guess i am willing to reserve final judgment but if i have to judge based on what i've just seen i would not let tempe watch it right and and that's the thing is that it's one of those things that um and that's why it might seem like a weird topic for us to be on but that we we will filter based upon content and message message of the film and whatnot not necessarily on content meaning if the kids are watching a movie with us and there happens to be a boob on screen or whatnot we don't freak out we don't care it's it's a boob those things are natural people have them hello i mean not a huge issue and i would much rather them see a tit or a dick or whatever than somebody's brains splattered across somebody else and whatnot so on and so forth um but like Today with Wonder Woman, it's I think it was rated PG or PG thirteen even. It was thirteen. Um, but it was not a fan, like there was some stuff. There was some you know the, some spots where she was like you know knocking dudes down and whatnot. But the message overall was positive as a was a positive message, especially for females. Like yeah. we have a box office buster of a movie with a female, a strong female lead, not one that um that uh needed to be saved or needed, you know, or it was a damsel in distress or anything like that. But she legitimately was an ass, you know, kicked ass and took names and all that. And, um, it was a good movie. And it was also impressive to see DC put out a semi solid flick. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, they're, they're usually always half masked. Like it's mm-hmm. never, it's never a full raging heart on of a movie. And this one was as far as just being awesome. Like it was good all the way through. Um, so, That's why we're talking about it, and that's kind of why we're bringing it up, is that, you know, we we will look at things and go, okay, like, in that case, if it's showing that it's okay or makes it appear that it's okay to make fun of somebody simply based off their appearance, we're not going to expose the kids to that, at least not at their ages now. We might introduce them to it later and say, hey, look, this is how the world views certain things, or this is how some in the world view certain things, and you've got to be aware of this so you can deal with it, but not from the respect of, you know... It's funny because she's fat. Ha ha ha. Right. <laughs> I think. And so that's where the, the message could be mixed one way or the other, depending on how it's actually the movie actually plays out. But 
we need to actually see the movie play out. And that's that, that's the part that's been agitating me lately about stuff that's been going on on the internet. Um, we had the recent event where there was the bullshit argument of um, of uh, da, 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 the, the, the burrito cart, the, the tortilla ladies. What was it? Cultural appropriation. Cultural appropriation. These ladies went down to Mexico. They really enjoyed the food. They figured out how to make tortillas like the ones they had down there, and they started a burrito cart, but it was two white ones, so that was fucking unacceptable, and now the burrito cart is no more. Like, I literally found out about it. Like, fuck, I want to eat their food, and then it was shut down. Yeah. Or they shut it down because of all the backlash and stuff and whatnot. Well, I think the the worst part is I don't think that if their story had been told the right way, it would have come across that way. Right. The way that the story was told in the newspaper article that I'm sure thought they thought would bring them more business actually shut them down. Right. And that's sad. Well, it's sad that and this is where I have you know, this is like where where I have a problem with the whole PC movement, like political correctness. Like I legitimately think we need to be nicer to each other. We need to find better ways to communicate and, you know, not just be a, a douche to be a douche. But at the same time, like there's got to be some something to be said about if words are that offensive to you. Maybe you need to reevaluate your position in life a little bit. Well, in and this so- case, it's not. I guess what I came down to for me was it's not that it wasn't cultural appropriation because you can argue that it was very loosely, but yeah. The problem was that you're taking it out on the wrong people, right? And instead of going in with an eye to educate and make make things right they just shut it down yeah and that's not okay right because you didn't educate anybody you didn't make your case known you just put some people out of business who didn't deserve it right we're not talking two rich white ladies we're talking about two two white ladies who went to mexico on a budget because they aren't rich who like cooking who like bringing food to people and and that's okay right and there's got to be a way to make communication happen right without just saying boycott it and shut it down there's got to be a way one would hope so that eventually we can get there but because i'm not saying that everything they did was awesome i'm saying that nothing they did was that bad when see for me in my own opinion i don't now if these were let's say this is a competitor and they found a way to steal the competitor's recipe and they opened up a business cart and started, or a food cart and started kicking ass in a business perspective and fucked over somebody else who had legitimately been there first. Okay, I'd see a problem. But it's not like these ladies from Mexico were going to fly up here to the States to open up a food cart or a restaurant and or were going to better, quote unquote, better their lives in that way or whatever you want to say. Um, and also, if making food that you enjoy and then sharing that food with other people is cultural appropriation, then I've appropriated a shit ton of cultures in my culinary experiences because, you know, I make the all sorts of food. The, so what made it, what they're arguing made it into cultural appropriation as opposed to just making food is that they, the way the article phrased it is that they stole the recipes. Now, I think it was just a turn of phrase. Right. I don't think anybody went down and stole anything. Right. But but then, but, but, my- then but then they are profiting from something that if a Mexican a true Mexican learned from his grandma how to make you know 
tortillas and came up and opened a food cart, he wouldn't be successful. But the white ladies were, and they're not. uh, That's a huge leap of faith. I know. Yeah, that's where I find that this may may be too much of a leap of faith. But the the idea is from appropriation is you take something that would be bad if somebody who is native to it did it make a white person do it and it's suddenly okay it's it's the same so the best example that i've seen is the is white women wearing dreadlocks white women (laughs) no listen no i'm gonna listen but i'm 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 just shaking my head because when when black women wear dreadlocks they're considered dirty or they're spoken of as being dirty or being unclean or being um urban or you know like they're throwing negative connotations but when white women do it it's okay and suddenly fine now i don't agree with that right i i've never looked down on anybody for having dreadlocks whether they were white or black or yellow or green or purple but that's the, the I, that is what cultural appropriation is. Well, that's that's what people have. That's what people def- say. That's that's where you and I might maybe differ a little bit. Is that like let's take the dreadlock thing as an example. Dreadlocks are not an African American thing. They are. They they are. If you go through, if you if you actually do a little bit of research and and you and you try to think outside of the box instead of having a knee jerk reaction. There are many cultures and many different colors of people throughout the, the fucking eons of time that have all wore dreadlocks, including Vikings, for Christ's sake. Now, I'm not saying that's the not most true. current The most current ratio of people that have worn it are the African-Americans. And yes, there are people who have negative reaction to, those, to, to them wearing it and... That's a racist thing. That's that's somebody being uh, be, being negative towards a racial stereotype, but it's not the person who's wearing the dreadlocks' fault that that somebody else thinks that black people are dirty if they wear dreadlocks. Like, and that's where that's where I have a problem with it is that we have got to stop holding others accountable. Like, that's like saying Temperance went out and beat the fuck out of some kid, but we're gonna punish Trent for it because he was there and it happened around him or, you know, he happened. And that, that's where I, that's where I take issue with it is that you can't, it, it's well, first off, look at the source of the problem. The source of the problem is not a white person wearing dreadlocks. It's that somebody thinks that a black person may be dirty if they're wearing dreadlocks in your example. Right. And I'm that's not saying problem. you're wrong. I'm just saying that there is room for people to feel like they've been I'm having a hard time finding the words because it's not my thing it's not what's happening to me but I'm saying there's room for somebody to feel like a negative reaction to seeing somebody do something that they themselves would be looked down on for doing because of the color of their skin and I get that. I, I get it. And too. that's that's what that's what cultural appropriation is all about, is that you're getting away with doing something that if I do it, I get in right. trouble for. And but, it's my thing. But, and it's but, my thing. But, but see, that's the thing though, is that it's it's not. Like it's a thing that's done. Um But and, that's not the only th- I'm not only talking right, about. No, 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 no. I I understand that. But my but my point being is that um is that there's the whole So let's let's backtrack here a little bit. 
And the reason why I kind of take a super issue with this is because of my own experiences of being called a, a, a white supremacist, a fascist, and a Nazi for having the um, the Iron Cross. I had a belt buckle that was an Iron Cross, and I had a couple other things because one of the skateboard brands that I rode, their fucking logo was the Iron Cross. But at one point in time, that was a military emblem that was um, given for valor and whatnot in the Nazi army, and it became in that culture, a sign of somebody who did, who had earned rank and done probably some seriously fucked up shit to earn that rank as part of the Nazi regime. And so it got, it got co-opted into this fascist thing. Mm-hmm. And now the, but now you got people who are like bike, bikers that wear it. And it's more of, it's, it's, it's more of a, um, a statement of like independence or whatnot. But so you take this perfectly innocuous symbol that at one point in time, got sucked into something to somebody else, but by doing something bad with it and now it removed from that situation, it's now something else. But for the uneducated masses that can't think outside of, you know, these, I want to be butthurt about something. um, They instantly have a knee jerk reaction and, and don't know what to do about it. And there, you know, the, like the one person that didn't do that, have that reaction with me about it was my cousin who I fully expected to. He's like, I I'm confused because I, Knowing my history and whatnot, I know that that could be a symbol that's, that's taken as a fascist or as a white supremacist, or whatever. But I know you're not that way. So what the fuck is up? Mm-hmm. And I explained it to him. He goes, "Oh, okay." And he was totally fine with it. And that's that, that's the point that I'm making. Is like, take take the take the swastika for example. Nobody's ever going to fucking wear a swastika right now, and I can understand why. But if you look at what it was originally. Right, but people use that argument for why the Confederate flag is okay, and you don't agree with that. So I'm no, just I'm just saying there are two. No, no, well, yeah. So uh, you, you know, you you do, and I'm gonna totally fuck up the quote, but you you do what you do, and then when you know better, you do better. Right. So if I was a big fan of the Iron Cross logo, and then I found out, oh, this is a big Nazi symbol, I probably wouldn't wear it anymore. I just would choose not to. Right. Like. It's okay that you did when you didn't know. It's okay if you choose to knowingly. It's just don't be surprised if somebody goes, oh, you might, like in their head, you might be a Nazi. Right. No, because it, you're wearing a Nazi symbol. It's not, it's not so much, the, for me, it's not the surprise thing. It's the, it's the knee-jerk reaction and assumption without ha- taking a chance to talk. Like all these people have these knee-jerk reactions without actually like legitimately trying to figure out did these people actually quote-unquote steal the recipe or they take the latest thing that was what's today's hot button to be offended by on right. the internet. And I don't I don't think that they did anything wrong. I, I, I really don't. I think it was the way that it was written made it sound like they had like stolen something right. and then ran away with it. And let's be honest, I don't think that that's what happened. I don't think... Uh, Life doesn't happen that way. Right. <laughs> like, well, also, it is not some secret that, you know, bread and fl- flour and water and salt uh, and some make, other stuff make yeah. tortillas. Like, right. that's not a secret. And it talked in the article, it did talk about how they came home and they tried a bunch of different methods and, you know, came up with something that was similar in flavor. So, right. no. And, and so, what I was, what, what I was leading into with the, um, the the iron cross thing and and the symbol and whatnot and all that is I have stopped wearing the iron cross on mm-hmm. anything, um and I, what I was when I was bringing up the swastika is that um there are certain times and certain things that do happen that are so abhorrent and so horrible that you just have to let it go 
The swastika being one of them because it, 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 it a it represent for me the difference is does it still represent that like the swastika is still used by white supremacist groups and and neo Nazis to continue to publish the hate and the and the whatever the the flag the southern flag the stars and bars is to allow them to have quote unquote southern pride and continue to push this agenda of that of minorities are less than than whites and that you know northern aggression and this and that and everything that went with the civil war so it's still actively being used as such a thing um whereas dreadlocks throughout time have changed hands many times and there's really in my own personal opinion i think they're gross no matter what like it's it's unwashed hair <laughs> so i don't care if you're white black mexican doesn't matter it's icky to me that's just the, it's it's not a, it's not a, a great style um but bring up the dreadlocks thing what's her name uh one of the disney girls that's turned pop that's trying to be you know whatever she has this music video she did where her hair was spiraled mm-hmm. and it was really tightly wound spirals and it looked like dreadlocks and she was getting just massacred on twitter for cultural appropriation and trying to be black this because her song had a beat to it as well and th- that's my point is that w- my goal with the kids is that not to just knee jerk and immediately jump on the what can we hate today bandwagon, but really kind of do some fucking research and don't make an ass out of yourself by jumping onto these bandwagons and jumping to these conclusions when a lot of it is just, I, I think we're so raw right now and everybody's looking at, it's, it seems like everybody is looking for a reason to be offended on both sides um, of the spectrum, whether you want to say conservative or liberal or, or, or millennial and, and older people or whatever, whatever breakdown and however you want to segment it out, everybody is so touchy about looking for a reason to be offended by what the other ones are doing that we're focusing on all the wrong shit. And I want the kids to not do that. I want them to be a little bit better about being able to you know, and objectively I, and, look at stuff. And I want them to be better about seeing things from other people's perspective. Right. Because right. if you take the time before you do something to see, not because it matters what people think of you, right. but because it matters what they think of themselves because of you. Right. Like, it, it doesn't mean you're responsible for what people think, but, right. but having a care for it is really important in all aspects whether you're dealing with race or body image or social status or class status or, you know, what have you, it really is important to, to take into account what others are going to see your actions as, as meaning. Right. You know, and it's, it's not just important for now. It's important for later. It's important if the, if the apocalypse happened and we were all back to, you know, completely level playing fields in terms of you know class class structure yeah it would still matter well and that's that's the point i was i was going to get to is that um when i first started when i had the, the iron cross and this and that and all that jazz i did it because it was the logo of a skateboard company that i really enjoyed i rode their decks and whatnot and as you do sometimes when you have like certain like you and your Lulu or leggings, so you've got we've got Lulu at the fucking ears around here, right? Um, that's why. Then I found out that it was used in the military, German military, both prior to and and during the Nazi regime, to like our Purple Hearts and our and stuff like that, and that it was going to be 
seen in that way and it was a super fucking bummer but i stopped wearing it i and so my point is that a yes have that ability to do that and know that you're going to be perceived a certain way so you need to make sure you're you, you then you make the active choice and if you want to be possibly perceived that way and you're ready to deal with it that's totally cool but it would also be really nice if from the other end of the spectrum people would stop these knee-jerk reactions and freaking out over stuff unless they really are educated and know what's represented and so it's a balancing act. Like, yeah, you, I'm, I'm definitely not going to walk around with the iron cross, either in a tattoo or or belt or whatever, especially not in like a professional setting. Um, especially considering you shave your head and wear a beard and you bingo. look like a Nazi anyway. Bingo. <laughs> like- but at the same time, like I really, but it's like for me that I also like with my, sh- the re- like you scare, you scare people of color. I know. <laughs> like a I, lot. I, I, and I understand <laughs> this. And, and it's, and that's, and see, and, that, and for me, that's a super shitty thing to deal with because nine times out of 10, I make a complete and total dick out of myself because I don't realize that I'm scary to them. And so when I'm trying to approach them or talk to them or whatever, they've already judged me before I even open my mouth. And when I start talking, like it, it just, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm, I'm picking up like the, they're nervous around me, but I'm not quite sure why until then it clicks in after the fact. I'm like, Oh, but that goes back to why should me having male pattern baldness <laughs> make me have to worry about whether or not I'm going to be seen as a neo-Nazi or a skinhead <laughs> to, to somebody else. Like that's kind of fucked up. Like what about my feelings? Like if you want to get down to the root of it right there, you know, if you want to talk about feelings and, and how you are affecting people and whatnot, I can't wear some of the hairstyles I want because I'm going fucking bald. So thank you for rubbing it in that I <laughs> shave my head because I'm going fucking bald. But you see me as a Nazi, you ass fuck. Like you want me to be super concerned about how I'm making you feel, but you're not going to. And that's the point that I'm trying to get to is that we spend so much time. We can't be offensive towards people. Everything is offensive to somebody. Like everybody's going to, but there is at least one thing I do in my daily life that somebody would be offended by at all times. So if I live completely and solely by that, that particular uh, uh, methodology of thinking, I wouldn't do anything because I would offend somebody just by breathing. And so while I'm going to make a concerted effort to do what I can to not be offensive, there's also something to be said for bucking up a little bit and not being so goddamn hurt by everything. So like, I really hate the term snowflakes that the conservatives are tossing around about millennials. And it's like, well, if you actually look at the problem they're having, they're not snowflakes. They're just really fucking pissed off. and get shit on every time they turn around. Right. Totally understand that. And who's doing the shitting? <laughs> Usually the ones calling them snowflakes. So maybe instead of name calling and judging them, you try to see what they're actually complaining about. And you will find that some of them truly are just bitchy ass snowflakes. And you'll find that some have a legitimate issue. Um, and that's the, that, that was kind of the whole gist of it. There is like that movie, it might be fat shaming and that's not cool because for far too long, that's been used as a method of making somebody feel bad but it's very possible they're trying to write a movie with a very positive message and they're having a fucked time if they even get a chance to get it out the door because people are doing a knee-jerk reaction and making the assumption that it is fat shaming now that's based off of some pretty damning things that have been shown possibly by a fucked or stupid marketing department but we don't know until we see the movie yeah so we're casting judgment before we have the information to cast judgment on and that's the part that bothers me is why do you like why 
do we cast judgment before we have the necessary information to actually be able to make a judged a judgmental decision like don't make the assumption that this is bad when you don't have all the necessary information to make the assumption that it's bad and that's kind of the lesson that I want to instill in the kids is that we need to be aware of how we affect people we need to be aware of how we come across but we also need not to knee jerk and judge somebody else based off of looks what they do what they wear how whatever because um there was another thing I didn't put it up in here, and this one we're going to talk about it next week. Um, it came from Slacker about a kid, and I'll just kind of tease it here, and we can talk about it next show. A kid that was getting bullied in school. He's got developmental disabilities. He tried taking it to the powers that be in the classroom. Nothing happened. Tried taking it to the principal. Nothing happened. Finally recorded audio of the incidents that were occurring. Gave the audio clip to his mom. Mom presented it to the school. They tried to get him on uh, wiretapping. Really? And it went all the way to court. Wow. And we'll talk more about what happened with it next week. It's it's an older, it happened like three years ago, but it's the first I've seen of it. Um, And I'm just reading this whole fucking thing like, okay, so we're now attacking the victim Mm-hmm. Instead of taking care of the actual issue, and that—that's the well, not now. We've always done that, right? So, look <clears throat> at any sexual assault case, right? Over no, the I'm last sorry. Decade. Yeah, no. So, but, but, it, but still, if you look at the schools, what's the number one ruse they go under? Bullying is unacceptable. We do not tolerate bullying. There is a zero, zero percent bold zero bullshit bullying to, to policy. But every fucking school we've been to that has that. Our kid has been bullied Mm -hmm. and nothing's been done about it. It's a feel good pat on the back. Yay. Look, we, we did something. We're we're rallying. It's, it's the battle cry that never actually gets. Well, it's so hard to pull down what's bullying. What's and exactly. And what is a kid being an asshole for a second? Like, cause all kids are assholes for a second. But, but in this, like in this case, legitimately getting smacked in the head with a fucking hard bound book and being called a fucking cunt and a retard in other words like that, that is legitimate bullying. That's not like other kid having a bad day. This is a consistent thing. So, and that's my point is that like, that happened to Ezra? No, 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 no. This is oh, this is part of the article. God, I'm like, no, 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 what? No, 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 no. Unfortunately, with Ezra, the way he's been behaving lately, I'd probably have to be smacking him around for calling somebody bad words. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which, actually, we can talk about that real quick. Oh. So, found out, he was at his mom's house this weekend. Yep. And I get a text, and my ex informed me that there was an altercation that involved um, my son. Uh, her boyfriend's son and her boyfriend, and she wanted to give me the heads up before Ezra told me because he has a way of trying to twist things. And he's he's very good at um, victim. Yeah. Um, what's the term for that? Where, where you're not the victim, but you try to claim to be the victim anyways. What, there's some term for it. Anyways. Lying. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm saying there's some new like buzzword for it. Okay. Um, so found out what happened was was they had went to the Timbers game, which is a local soccer team here, mm-hmm. um, on Friday night, and they had like a foam finger, finger, yeah. And the other kid kept whacking him with it. And Ezra asked him to knock it off, and he whacked him with it again. Ezra asked him to knock it off, and it happened like four or five times. And mm-hmm. Ezra escalated, and it got to the point where Ezra threatened physical violence, and then followed through on that threat. And so he and the kid got in a tussle, 
and were basically more or less like kind of like wrestling their way through the house and and and, and punching and whatnot and this and that. And her boyfriend, who's six foot eight, dude is a mat. He's a big dude. Um, caught, when he got to, got down to figure out what all the commotion was, they had somehow made their way into the bathroom and were like duking it out in the confines of the bathroom. So he goes in there. And he's just like, "What the fuck is going on?" And he grabbed his son by the shirt on the chest and, and the shirt and Ezra and just separated him and put him on against opposite walls in the bathroom and just held him out. And he could do that because he's six foot fucking eight and has arms that are that long. And I just looked at Ezra. I'm like, "So, how did it feel to get manhandled by somebody?" three times your size he's like i almost peed myself <laughs> i said that's an appropriate fucking response <laughs> yeah i'm like now you know how his son felt when you were manhandling him for whacking you with a foam finger i'm not excluding what he did but what should you have done in a response instead and he's like and he's like oh i should have went and told mom and had them take care of it da, da, da. i'm like exactly i'm like we don't ever support and condone violence Unless you are in defense of yourself and you know what that means because you've taken Kenpo. And it's not a foam finger. Like right. you don't have to defend yourself against a no, foam exactly. finger. Exactly. Well, that's my, I'm like, I said, basically you have to go back to your, your martial arts and your self-defense classes and run it through that filter. And if you put it through that filter and it still equals, I'm in trouble, I need to fight my way out of this, then by all means, fight your way out of it. But if you put it through that filter and somebody goes, it's a foam finger, dumbass you didn't need to get physical in any way, shape or form. I'm like, now were you legitimately scared that he was going to hurt you or did it just scare the living fuck out of you? Cause all of a sudden you're airborne against a wall and didn't know what the hell happened. It was like, I didn't know what the hell happened. I'm like, okay, I'm like, this is like, he's a gentle giant. This dude, yeah. he's literally, he seems pretty cool. Yeah. Like, he reminds me. And I don't want to say this in a bad way, but he reminds me of the character from the green mile where mm-hmm. he, like when he was holding the girls and he was crying mm-hmm. and they thought he had murdered the girls, but he had tried to save them. Mm-hmm. He's just a, he's a genuinely good dude. Who's just really intimidating. Cause he's fucking huge. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but also if you push him to that point, he will separate you. But like, Hey, you guys you need to knock this shit off. So, um, but yeah, so Ezra got all butt hurt cause a kid was whacking him with a foam finger. Understandably. So, but then use that butt hurt as a reason to go and, you know, go toe-to-toe with a kid. And I think it's because he's bigger than this kid is and thought he could sure take he him is. until the much larger father came downstairs and really fucking threw him for a loop. So after I talked it all out, I'm just looking at Ezra shaking my head like, God damn it, I've raised you better than this. And I've taught you better than this, too. Like, that's so disappointing. Stop. Just don't do it anymore. Like, you use your words like a big boy clone. I mean, <laughs> so... Yeah. Yeah. That's that's my kind of goal here is to try to keep that kind of like don't be so offended by some stupid small action that you let like it ruin everything else. And part of it's because I grew up and spent a good portion of my life letting stuff like that get to me and completely wreck my day. Like it would completely ruin this and whatever. And then I got to the point where I realized that if I let the actions of other people affect me in that way, then I'm always going to be pissy about something or upset about something, or I'm always going to have a bad day because somebody somewhere is going to, you know, be mad at me. Like today, Tempe's like, uh, dad, that guy was just cussing you out. I'm like, what guy? And we were in the car and she's like, the guy in that white car that just drove by. I'm like, Oh, she's like, yeah. And she's like, mimics him. And she's like, hits the whole, hits like she's punching the steering wheel and pointing and like this. He's like, she's like, so from what I saw with his mouth open and going the way he was, and then 
punching the steering wheel and pointing at you. I'm pretty sure he was cussing you out. I'm like, oh, you mean because he had to back up a little bit? And 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 cause you know how that coffee shop is at mm-hmm. Dutch Brothers. And if you're in the one line and the other line is a big enough vehicle, they might have to back up a little bit and do a two point maneuver to turn around. Mm-hmm. Well, I caused him to have to do that. I'm like, yeah. So I'm in here getting waiting in my line to get coffee, and because he had to, you know know how to drive his vehicle and, and kind of maneuvered around me because the way this fucked up line set up, he was cussing at me. I said, honey, if I let that affect my day, I wouldn't be able to leave the house because somebody somewhere is probably cussing me at all times for something that I've done. It's just the way that it goes. So, yeah. And that, that's kind of, you know, for me, that's, that, that's the gist of it is that we've got to stop being so offended by everything while also trying not to be offensive. Like it can't just be one or the other. Yeah. And so we've got to have a balancing act. And so far we're not good at balancing. And I think it's because the pendulum has been so, once again, I use the pendulum reference, but it's been so far in one direction that now they're doing everything they can to swing it back the other way and make it everybody uber acceptive and tolerant of everything instead of trying to line drive it up the middle. Like, hey, look, let's use some common sense here. And really, is this something that should be offensive or is this something that should not be taken offensively? So. Yeah. And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> But so next week we shall talk about. I will send you the link to the article, or the uh, video and the article. There was a couple things that Will sent, um, and we can chat about it then. Uh, I just want to make sure that we didn't get we didn't miss Dan's voicemail this weekend since we sucked so hard didn't record last weekend, and I didn't want to make him wait yet any longer for it. So, but we do have merch on our website. Cool stuff you can buy to help support the show. We also could use some iTunes reviews. So if you have a couple spare minutes and you can drop us a feed, some feedback in iTunes, let us know, you know, what you think of the show. Well, not let it, well, it does let us know, but also it helps rank us and, and let others know what people think of our show. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be pretty awesome. Uh, if you want to buy a merch, we have it available. I'm working on trying to figure out um, a possible logo redesign and whatnot. So if you want some of the first gen merchandise, cause it, if we do do a logo redesign, then it is going to get replaced with some new designs. You might want to go ahead and hop on that now while you still can. Um, not that I've been fast with anything on the show lately. So <laughs> there's that you got some time still, but you know, um, and also, uh, summertime's coming up. So we are going to be as non sporadic as possible. But if we, if you guys notice any more blips in the radar than you already have, please be understanding that it's just, it's family shit and, and it gets busy sometimes and it gets hard to record. But I'm also hoping, I've, I've talked with some of the people we're going to be camping with and maybe we'll have some fireside you know, camp, or, uh, uh, podcast recording, which would be kind of a cool thing to do is sit by a campfire and just kind of bullshit about parenting and life and whatnot. So I'm hoping to make some of that happen this summer too. So we'll... Cool stuff in store. Lots of things coming up. We appreciate everybody. We love you all. We thank you for your feedback. Uh, we appreciate the voicemails. Please, if you want to leave them, uh, contact information will be at the end of the show. Um, you can always email us at grounded at badparentingpodcast.com if you want to uh, voice record it and send it in. Um, and I think that's all I need to, to... Oh, no. And we're a member of the Podcast Collective. So if you like us and you like our bullshit, uh, go to podcastcollective.com because there's probably other shows that you'll like that you'll like their bullshit as well. So mm-hmm. we'll roll with that. And unless you have anything else to add, babe. Nope. All right. Well, until next time, try not to be shitty parents. Bye. If you'd like to contact the show, you can send us an email to grounded at badparentingpodcast.com. Leave us a voicemail at 503 609 0375 
or reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, MySpace, or Twitter. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Bad Parenting Podcast, a conversational show about all aspects of parenting, the good, the bad, and the smelly. It's out there now. Here it goes.